Hi, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach. Today, I'm going to be discussing the nature of the fantasy bond. To begin, the definition of a fantasy bond is a type of relationship where the basic tie of the relationship is based on routines and roles rather than spontaneous feelings. The fantasy bond offers an illusion of love, which prevents real emotional contact and can be linked to the pseudo-independence of the self-parenting character. So I'm going to go into some of the details of the fantasy bond. I'm going to quote from an article. This one is titled, The Fantasy Bond, A Substitute for a Loving Relationship by Abigail Fagan. She says that most people have fears of intimacy and are self-protective but at the same time are terrified of being alone. The solution to this emotional emotional dilemma is to form a fantasy bond. The illusion of connection and closeness allows them to maintain an image of love and loving while preserving emotional distance. Destructive fantasy bonds, which exist in a large majority of relationships, greatly reduce the possibility of couples achieving intimacy. Now, the nature of the fantasy bond she describes in her book, The Fantasy Bond. She explains how people compulsively relive the past relationships with their new partner. Uh, essentially, they form an illusory connection that invariably leads to a reenactment of defensive styles of interaction developed in childhood, otherwise known as a repetition compulsion. This process of reverting to outmoded defense patterns interferes with the establishment of secure and satisfying adult intimate relationships characterized by feelings of humanity and compassion as well as equality. Now, once a fantasy bond is formed, individuals will prefer to maintain a defensive posture rather than trusting and investing genuine feelings in the other partner. However, once been hurt, they are reluctant to take a chance again, and this defensive pattern has an insidious effect on couples and family relationships. She says that men and women are most likely to become romantically involved at a stage in their lives where they are breaking dependent emotional ties with their families and experiencing a sense of separateness and independence. Uh, As they reach out and risk more of themselves emotionally, they tend to attract others with their vitality and enthusiasm. Now, in the first stages of the relationship, they tend to let down their defenses and be open and vulnerable. While this state of being in love is volatile and exciting, obviously the initial stages of a relationship are very uh, intense and very highly strong, at the same time, this can be very frightening. The fear of loss or abandonment, as well as the poignant sadness often evoked by positive emotions may become very difficult to tolerate, especially for those who have suffered from a lack of love in their early years. At that point, these individuals begin to feel anxious or frightened. They retreat from feeling close, from intimacy, gradually giving up the most valued aspects of their relationship, thus forming a fantasy bond. Now, by the time most people reach adulthood, they have solidified their defenses and exist in a psychological equilibrium that they do not wish to disturb. Essentially, they find their relationship comfort zone. Now, although they may be relatively congenial with more casual acquaintances, there is a deterioration in friendly and respectful feelings as a relationship becomes more meaningful and intimate because the new love object now threatens to disrupt this balance by penetrating the defense mechanism. So a fantasy bond is the antithesis of a healthy personal relationship where individuals are free to express their real feelings and desires. This destructive tie functions to perpetuate feelings of disgust, uh, self-hating thought processes, and the inward behavioral patterns that each person brings to the relationship. In their destructive coupling, men and women surrender their unique points of view for the illusion of safety. Abigail goes on to say that perhaps the most significant sign that a fantasy bond has been formed is when one or both partners give up all vital areas of personal interest, their unique perspectives and opinions, and their individuality to become a unit, to become a whole, to become enmeshed, to become essentially one codependent unit. They attempt to find security in illusion 
of merging with another leads to an insidious and progressive loss of identity in each person, essentially sort of losing oneself and essentially a soul loss. Now, the individuals involved learn to rely more and more on habitual contact with less and less personal feelings. They find life increasingly hollow and empty as they give up more aspects of their personality. So there are a number of steps that individual partners can take to break up this fantasy bond and ultimately create a healthy relationship. She lists seven steps. Firstly, admit the existence of a fantasy bond. Essentially, come to terms with the reality of the situation. Stop denying that the partners have become distant and their actions are no longer loving. Next, reveal feelings of anger, hostility, and withholding patterns and admit critical hostile attitude towards oneself and their partner. Next, face the psychological pain and sadness involved in attempting to reestablish intimacy. Expose fears of individuation and separation, including the fear of loss or death of their partner, as well as their own. Uh, next, she says, move towards independence and respect of each other and establish true equality, disrupt reciprocal patterns of dominance, submission, and defiance. Next, develop a non-defensive posture towards feedback and an open and honest style of communication. Finally, move towards increased interaction with each other, extend one's circle of family and friends to provide a better reality testing. She finishes off with the idea that positive change takes place only when the fantasy bond in the original family is investigated and its reestablishment is challenged in the current relationship. As fantasy bonds were understood and relinquished, the individuals in a relationship manifest new energy, self-possession, and vitality and are able to become loving companions and allies. So relationships specifically with narcissists are essentially a fantasy bond. They are almost always out of touch with reality. There really is no relationship because narcissists aren't really capable of having a relationship. They have no idea uh, what it means to have empathy, to have another person included in their life. Essentially, it's all about them. What there is is a projection of their childhood abuser, usually a parent, on the current partner in a repetition compulsion, an unconscious attempt to get what they didn't get in childhood, uh, or essentially take revenge on that parent through the partner. Now, narcissists are absolutely brilliant at manipulating their victims and conning them to join them in their fantasy world, in their fantasy bonds, essentially seducing them to play a starring role in their childlike, real-life, out-of-touch fantasy. So because victims of abuse have often dissociated and entered into their minds, entered into their heads, into their fantasy worlds, essentially to protect from the negative emotions that are occurring, the emotional flooding, and from the truth of their reality, uh, those who are in this state are more susceptible to give in to the love bombing and enter into the false dissociated fantasy world of the narcissist. This is why it is so important to face reality, to face the truth, to get grounded, to find out who you are and not the idea of who you are, and ultimately know the difference between a fantasied false reality and essentially true life. So if this is a struggle for you, which makes perfect sense, ultimately if you've been wounded and you've dissociated and you are living in this fantasy world, it's tough to stay grounded, to be your authentic self and ultimately trust yourself and have healthy relationships. And oftentimes this is why we attract people like narcissists who we play into their fantasy world because we believe that this fantasy world will give us what we didn't get in childhood, ultimately it will not. So the goal is to go inward, to heal, to become your authentic self, to become grounded, to really be inside of your body, to learn how to trust yourself, uh, learn what is real and what is not, what is in your head, what is a fantasy, and what is actual uh, reality. And this is great to have like a coach or a therapist or, or a friend to kind of uh, reflect back to you if you are in fact out of touch with reality to help you, like I said, stay grounded. In this instance, in this way of being, you'll be able to manifest relationships that are uh, in touch with reality and not fantasy-esque, creating a fantasy bond. If this is a struggle for you, please allow me to take you on this healing journey to help you become authentic, stay grounded, and manifest relationships that are not in the fantasy, but are in the practical world. 
which will ultimately lead to growth, to health and happiness and fulfillment. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, so do reach out and take advantage of that. My email is info at getsepstein.com. My phone, 252-696-4852. Thank you so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the very best.